idea is a thought or suggestion of possible course of action. Have you ever been struck with this light bulb of inspiration? I would say that we all are very good at having ideas. Sometimes those ideas graduate into dreams. Liz Smith, famed gossip columnist, once said, begin somewhere. You cannot build a reputation on what you intend to do. Welcome to Braid. I am Rodney Perry, also known as King, and this podcast is brought to you by Braid, your solution for editing, sourcing, and publishing short-form content. And today, we are speaking to the person who birthed the idea of Braid, CEO and founder, Michael Abramowitz. But before we get into that conversation, I want to chat with you all about a feature that Braid really, really should be highlighting. The highlighted feature that I want to speak to today is the brand assets tab. Uh, no matter if you are a freelancer or even a part of a larger corporation, I believe the brand assets should have a very specific place to be a folder or just a designated place within your digital toolkit. Braid's brand assets tab is very intuitive, versatile, and not only can you upload images, audio, video, and PDFs, but all of those assets are already integrated into Braid's editor. Just tap elements or the assets tab and you will see them all there for you, ready to go. Now, here is the conversation that I had with CEO and founder, Michael Abramowitz. Enjoy. So, how you doing, Michael? I'm doing well, Rodney. Thanks for having me, man. I am so glad that we could, you know, make some time to do this. And I think it's only proper to have you on to talk about the reason for this whole thing. <laughs> um, and in doing um, a little bit of research, like, you know, I always try to Google everybody that I speak to and kind of see any little fun facts or bring out any little things. Do you know that if you Google Michael Abramowitz, what pops up? Do you know what pops up? Other than myself and my history, there's a couple of other great Mike Abramowitzes out there. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I think one is like a famous journalist, and sometimes people email me looking to connect with him. He's like a, a reporter or something like that. And then one is another entrepreneur, and he and I are like friend connected on Facebook and like from a log like. <laughs> And we actually try to help yeah, each other out now and then. So it's kind of funny. It's a, a, an odd relationship, but brothers in the Mike Abramowitz game. That's cool. I actually have, you know, spoken to, and if it was the most like egotistical conversation I think I ever had with anybody, we, uh, there's actually a famous comedian by the name of Rodney Perry, okay. um, who's live, who lives in Atlanta, funny enough. Um, and he connected with me via, um, social media because he kept getting Google alerts with my, with our name <laughs> every time I would post a pod. So I've, I've been there. I get it. <laughs> but um, so did you, so I, I also noticed that you went to Tulane. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Which is in Louisiana, right? It's right in the heart of New Orleans, yeah. So tell me about the food. Hey. The, like, what was your favorite, like, food spots while you was in college? I'm biased because I spent most of college working at a pizzeria near campus. And so really? if you ask anyone about me from Tulane, they won't know who I, I am, but they'll be like, oh, the guy who worked at Cafe Nino's Pizzeria. So I actually, mm -hmm. yeah, I spent 
pretty much my whole time at college, working there part-time, serving up like slices, cooking Italian meals and whatnot. So that was my favorite. Not not maybe New Orleans classics, but uh, outside of that, you know, that's the best food in the world if you ask me, so. I love it, and I agree. I, I, I've, I've never been to a place to where everybody always suggests, like they they tear down your suggestions and like give you another suggestion. It was like, why would you go there for that? You should go to such and such. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that because I'm like, all oh, this is good. So it just feels like I can just walk into a random place and ask for, for a cup of gumbo and it's going to be great. Um, to keep moving on, I, I, you know, and one thing, something that I didn't even know about you was kind of, you know, what did you do before, you know, starting this journey of Braid? And um, I noticed that you were, not only were you just doing a lot, you were a chief technical officer for a company. And I'm assuming, you know, just based off of LinkedIn, that was kind of the what you did prior to finally pivoting and creating and going, you know, full throttle with creating Braid. What was it that inspired this pivot to create this, you know, product? Prior to Braid, I was CTO at another company, and that's where this whole idea kind of came to fruition. We had mm. built the whole suite of tools to help boards of directors run better board meetings. And when we tried to take it to market is right when the COVID lockdown set. So we tried to mm. create it with our marketing and we were going yeah. to use interview content that you could per- create remotely with video as yeah. a basis for that marketing. So interview customers, employees, uh, shareholders, and kind of tell the story of the brand that way. But when we set out to do it, we had a really tough time and it got me thinking about the importance of that content, but how difficult it really is to create it and create it in a way that you're going to want associated with your brand and tell your story. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. realization I came to is it doesn't necessarily always need to be a live recording. You can do a lot of it, we say asynchronously with either a prompt and replies or a back and forth that plays out over time because the majority of the consumption of it is going to come through these short clips that get shared right and whether or not that actually drives people to the longer form recording or not we can still effectively convey your message to a wider audience with just using these short clips and that's where it got the wheels turning and it was one of those ideas that just kind of wouldn't go away and the further we went in our own content creation the more i was like this is something that people are going to want and need and just started to get to work on it yeah well i'm, I'm glad that you know you all have done this because i think it's you know came to a full circle moment you know in terms of us meeting and bringing you know us meeting at uh, afro joe's and um just chatting about you know the the, the early forms of what this could be um and just kind of where you all were wanting to go with it. I think it was definitely your ambition and your uh, willingness to seem like you were really ready to hit the ground to figure out and get people involved and f- just get people to try it out, you know? And I think that that was um, an inspirational aspect to me. I think if, 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 if anything, I didn't know, if I didn't really understand what it is, <laughs> it wasn't out there. <laughs> it was at least convincing that, oh, these people like really trying to, they're really trying to do something. Yeah. So you felt yeah. that more than anything. So I, I think that, you know, know it speaks to what what the overall passion and mission of you know braid ultimately became what would you say is this kind of you know is this kind of you know mission of braid and like how it truly will add value to those users that sign up for it 
Yeah. So first of all, shout out to Afro Joe's. That was a great first meeting. And probably I would say it was nice. Say, best coffee shop I've been to on the South Side. So thank you for taking it's it. Great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It is great. It is good. And it was fun to meet there. And if you know, you don't know the history of Rodney and Braid, he is the original Braider. So we just like <laughs> get to him while well, we just had some like sketches on in a Figma and uh, a couple of ideas of what we could be for a first product. And he's kind of helped us from that initial idea as a podcaster with like seven years content creation experience to today to helping us figure out how this product's going to create value for people with the right features and 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 um how to actually deliver our message to people effectively as well so mm-hmm. that for joe's so shout out to rodney and thank you for being an early partner with this from from day zero and when it comes to braid itself Oh. Look, I do what I can. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, for sure, Matt. And for us, it's been about, we we started with a social media product. And as mm-hmm. we were alive with it, we started to have businesses coming to us saying like, you know, this is a great content creation tool for us to actually help us get our customers on video, our employees on video, other key stakeholders on video to help us kind of tell the story of our product, tell the story of our brand and help us build our own audience and connect with more customers. And when we had been live as a social media product, we started to see like a lot of the creators were loving it, but audiences weren't really coming to the product in droves. And I think that's just kind of a a testament to how noisy and competitive the social media world is that if you don't, if you're introducing something new and you're not kind of this, the most outlandish thing on the internet, you're going to have a tough time commanding people's attention. So we, in line of the social media product, we were thinking, do we really want to become a full-on circus? The answer was no. And at the same time, we'd had like businesses and professional creators talking to us and saying, listen, like, you know, with a couple of changes to what you guys do, you're going to create something that gives, creates a lot of value for me. And the value you're saying is in, you know, video production costs, but more importantly, it's the opportunity costs of the people that we want to collect video content from. So like, you know, you want to interview 10 customers and they're high profile people. It's not just, you know, the five to $7,000 of video production costs. It's the, you know, one to $2,000 of that person's time, what they could be doing instead of sitting down for an hour or two hour interview with you to collect that video content. And that's where the product really shines. We make it really, really easy to collect those video responses back from people and create the types of clips that are going to really do well for you on social media. Um, I was wondering, cause with all that being said, I think that, you know, you speak to a lot of, you know, you spoke to a lot of the value, but I'm wondering what do you predict, what do you predict about the impact as you are, you know, starting to obviously put, you know, forth and invest in various different marketing uh, kind of pathways to promote the service? What do you believe the impact of Bray will be once it, you know, once the full force of, you know, the marketing strategy is really commenced? Yeah, what we think will happen is you're going to get more content that's conversational out there. You're going to get more people that traditionally wouldn't have felt comfortable putting their voice out there. And I think that's going to have a big impact 
both for brands and creators and whoever really embraces the tool. I think one of the things you start to see when you're looking at the way people create content is you get a lot of monologue, a lot of individual perspective out there. What our product allows you to do is bring together a lot of diverse perspectives, diverse opinions, and create content out of that easily. And I think do some pretty amazing things if you're willing to kind of put the prompt out to a diverse group of people, see what they have to say about a particular topic, and uh, use that to create short clips. Mm. Okay, 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 okay. I would I honestly feel that there's something about Braided I think is, um, I always feel like I walk away with us speaking about Braid in this, like, there's still something that we don't know. You know, like, I don't know if you ever feel that way when you kind of in your kind of R&D, you know, mad scientist bag. But I think that um, I'm always in like that. I'm always like things are firing off. I'm realizing particular use cases that I can see that are obvious and various clients and various customers that can really value uh, a product like this. But then after, you know, a new feature or something, I, I noticed that, you know, in the design, or just the UI in some way, shape, or form. I was like, it kind of feels like it could be a this too, or maybe people who do this could do this. It's all. It's very much a, a interesting catch-all that is still very specific, um, which I think that's what makes it feel so opportunity-filled. You know? Yeah. For we try to get our best ideas from our users, right? And we try to have. We've always said like we want to be like water and take the shape of what the feedback is that's coming to us. We lead with the product. We see how it's being used. We see what the other kind of opportunities are with it. And we want to create real value for people and have a product that's really kind of improving their lives, really making them able to create content that seemed out of reach before, either because of their in-house skill set or their budget or whatever. That's what we're focused on doing. And the best ideas come from being able to be flexible and being able to take those that feedback and work it into the product. And so what we are hearing from our early users right now with this new product is they want the ability to have their long-term content sitting alongside these short-term responses and combine it in new and interesting ways. They want the ability to create derivative assets from their content. So if they create a short-term video clip, you know, video thrives on places like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, but there's places where image does well, and there's places where text does well, and there's places where audio does well. So can we get make it easy to create derivative assets that have then rooted in the video, like hit the right moment for the right platform, right? And that's where we're focused on taking the product in the in the second half of the year here. I love it. I love it so much. Um, and um, lastly, I would ask, you know, are there any, you know, upcoming, you know, new feature changes or announcements that you can give to the people right now um, on the pod? We're really excited. We have been working hard to turn this initial product around, get it into the hands of these early users. And in doing so, receive a lot of that early feedback that I mentioned. And what we're, the last piece of that is redoing the mobile application so that you can take everything, this powerful tool you've got on the desktop and you put all of that tooling in a native mobile app so you can mm. use clips on the fly, sharing clips on the fly. And that's coming out this month. Uh, the ability 
to for if you've shared a prompt out to a group of people, the ability for the responder to see what other people have say and create more dialogue with that. That should be live this month. And then, like I mentioned, the roadmaps looking out towards the end of the year is okay. You've got this awesome video asset. How are we can we use AI to give you image posts, audiogram, blog copy, all of this other content? So that really you can run a video first content strategy that for a lot of organizations is way out of reach just because it's expensive, it takes real expertise and getting your employees and customers on video is a big ask. People generally don't feel that comfortable on video and what our product allows them to do is do a couple takes so they feel comfortable with the way they look and what they're saying on there and not have to worry about embarrassing themselves. This is true. This is true. I love that. I love that. I love that so much. Um, I appreciate you giving us your time um, and like letting it be known. And for everyone listening, Michael's coming back. <laughs> He's going to give you. I, I definitely wanted him to bring him back anytime there's any particular updates and just give him a nice little piece of time um, in various episodes whenever it comes up of the various things that are happening and changing to improve. Great. So thank you yet again, Michael. This has been Michael Abramowitz. And this is Bray Podcast. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> You're welcome. This podcast was brought to you by Life is King Creative. Hosted by, produced by Rodney Perry. In cooperation and partnership with Braid Inc. Thanks for listening. Make sure that you subscribe and leave a review so that you can get even more Braid content.